You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Hey everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. Yes, I'm being a Woover reporter again. This time you find me in Fredericksburg, Virginia, a little far away from Dallas, but for a good reason. We are at the first Meow Woof Festival, brought to you by the amazing Bob Walker and Francis Mooney. Yep, the people that wrote that book a long time ago, The Cat's House. Yep, the ones that lived in San Diego. Yep, they moved across the country. They're making it a better place on the East Coast for dogs, cats, and other critters. And we are going to be talking to a lot of cool pet celebrities that are in the house. We'll make that in the gallery house and a whole block of streets that's been blocked off for this event. We're going to learn more right after we take this quick commercial break. So sit, per, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. First on deck, we've got the incredible Ingrid King. Yes, the conscious cat. Welcome to the show. Hi, Arden. I'm happy to be here. Now, she was very kind to do some shout-outs about this event. What brought you, what inspired you, Ingrid, to say, I should be here? Some of it was just proximity. I'm about an hour north of here. Bob Walker's name totally caught my attention because I've known about his cat house for however long he's had it. And when we say cat's house, folks, put that S there because he doesn't live or have a brothel anywhere. It's all about the felines. Uh, So I was delighted when he invited me to come down here. All right. So tell us a little bit about The Conscious Cat, and that is the name of her website. The Conscious Cat is dedicated to conscious living, health, and happiness for cats and their humans. We feature a lot of articles about cat health, nutrition, behavior, lifestyle. We do product reviews. We do book reviews. And, of course, my two cats, Allegra and Ruby, get to blog as well. 
Yeah, they're pretty smart cats. And Ingrid has a book out. I really hope you will consider getting. This is the holiday season. Our cats need good information. Tell us the right title for your latest. The latest is Adventures in Veterinary Medicine, What Working in Veterinary Hospitals Taught Me About Life, Love, and Myself. Mm -hmm. It's a collection of stories uh, sharing some of the experiences and some of the animals I met while I worked in veterinary hospitals. Give us an example. One of the cat examples that I can think of, since I'm all about cats, that's what I'll start with, but there are some dogs in the book as well, was the first cat I ever learned how to give subcutaneous fluids to. I remember being unbelievably nervous that I was about to stick a needle into a cat. Which has four sets of claws and sharp teeth. Exactly. And Skye was just the most incredible sweet cat. She just sort of sat there, looked at me like she knew this was good for her. And what was her condition that needed extra fluids? She was in advanced renal failure, and she needed fluids a couple times a week, and her guardian couldn't do it by herself, so she brought her to us in the clinic and you know, a lot of cats wouldn't stand for being taken to a clinic twice a week but Sky wow. was just she knew she knew it was right for her so to me that was such an incredible experience that I felt I was doing something to hurt this cat but at the same time I was helping her so it it was one of the highlights of my veterinary career <laughs> You know, people always say, oh, I'm sorry, I have to do this. In our pet first aid classes, we try to teach people to say, I'm doing it out of love. What do you think about the mindset, the energy that a person with a pet, a cat or dog, has when they're trying to give medicine at home? Oh, it makes a huge difference. I mean, I'm all about energy. Cats in particular are all about energy, but so are dogs. Mm -hmm. If you approach it with, I'm afraid to do this, I'm going to torture, you know, this poor little thing. They pick up on that. And those are the cats that will run and hide. Those are the cats that will look at you and see you coming with the medicine. And they'll want nothing to do with you. So what's the way to flip it? How do you put the energy in a good way? You need to picture in your mind how you want it to go. Okay. I really believe that animals communicate visually, that they pick up on our thoughts and on what we picture. So if you can stay calm, if you can picture that this is going to go smoothly, this is going to be a simple, easy thing, I really think it makes a big difference. So give me one more tip you've got from your book, you've got helping with the sub-Q fluids. What's something else that maybe people with cats find a little bit challenging, but you can do it? The book is really not so much about tips, it's more about sharing stories okay. from the veterinary world, but, but, but as far as you know, answering your question outside of the book, I think it's trying to learn to think like a cat. Right. We bring these cats into our homes. They're still at heart a wild animal, even though they share their living space with and us. And even though there's some cats here at the Meow Wolf Fest that dress better than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not saying much. But. <laughs> but I really think if we can look at the world from a cat's point of view and create the kind of environment that they're going to be happy in, it's going to enhance the relationship between cat and human. It's going to make the cat happier. It's going to make the human happier. I really think that's one of the core, right. you know, foundational pieces of having a really great relationship with your cats. It's two-way. It absolutely is. It right. absolutely is. So we're talking to Ingrid King. And again, how can we get our paws on your book and check out your website? You can find The Conscious Cat at ConsciousCat.com. You'll find links to my books. They're all available on Amazon and everywhere else books are sold. You can find us on Facebook, 
Twitter, Pinterest, Google Plus, everywhere. I think my cat Casey has your stuff under his litter box. He kind of refers to it too, so that's his <laughs> hiding spot. But you know, it's the first time I got to really meet you, and I'm really honored to get to meet you. Thank you. It was a pleasure chatting with you. All right. Thank you very much. Bye bye. All right, folks, we're here at the Meow Wolf Festival, and one of my favorite cat people on the planet is here. Of course, I'm talking about Kate Benjamin of House Panther, and she has some dude named Jackson Galaxy, and they do books together. The first one was Catification, and the second one is coming out, and it is called Catify to Satisfy, and I'm really honored that you could be here We are in a fabulous studio. Actually, we're near a bathroom inside a quiet area of the festival, and the very fashionable Kate is sitting on an old pair of stairs. Don't you like the ambiance I'm presenting to you? This is lovely. It's a great event, though, where everybody is having a wonderful time. There's a nice crowd outside. It's really fun. So I love the fact that you look at the indoor cat with enrichment in mind, and so you are a designer, but you're a designer a lot for cats. They can't tell you what they like. So what's going on? What motivated you to get in this area? Well, what's so interesting is that I actually went to school and my undergraduate degree is in interior design. For two-leggers. Yes. (laughs) And I never did anything with that degree. I went right into marketing. So yeah, so I always had this passion and this background in interior design. And the program I went to at Cornell University was very, very grounded in this concept of user-centered design. Okay. So user-centered design is all about understanding what the end user needs, right? Uh So that's who is going to use the space, not the architect, not the architect designing something that they think people will like. It's about finding out what do people really need and want, okay? So that was the basis of my education. Now, fast forward 20 years later. She's not that old. (laughs) Um, And all of a sudden, I've had my career do all these different things, marketing, whatever. And then one day, I realized that I have cats, and I'm looking for cool things for my house that are not just beautiful, but also functional from a design standpoint. Correct. So I start off by writing a blog at the time it was moderncat.net, which was all about products for cats. And then I started to see more and more of these cool ideas and projects that people were sending me where they were designing their home. So adding cat shelves, you know, enclosed litter boxes, things that were really addressing the interior design issue. Then, all of a sudden, along comes this guy, Jackson Galaxy, who was a fan, and he had a new television show. So this was a few years ago. And he was like, hey, we need to work together because I'm a cat behaviorist, but I don't know anything about design. But I recognize that it's really important. Now, here's where it all comes together. So that background in education, in design, and understanding user-centered, well, here it is now. I've got a new user. I've got two user groups. You've got the cat as user and the human. So when Jackson and I work together, that's what we're constantly having to do is understand who your client is. So you have two clients. You've got to meet both their needs. That's extra challenging because our cats can't tell us verbally, but they can show us their pleasure or displeasure. Exactly. So on that side of it, on getting to know your cat client, and we talk about that a lot in the books, is, you know, think of yourself as the designer, your cat is your client. You can't interview them. So how do you find out what you need? And so it comes through observation. 
So it comes through being just very, you know, astute in watching what your cat is telling you through their nonverbals, through how they behave, through where they're looking to go even, you know, are they looking up at the top of that bookshelf like, I really want to get up there. Well, let them do it. Clear it off. Add some non-slip surfaces like a carpet tile or something, and then give them a way to get up there. Move the cat tree next to the bookshelf. Add some step shelves to the wall. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you just saw a need, and then they sort of, you know, they gave you a cue. Now take care of that. Give them what they need. They're your client. You're the designer. And for the people who go, oh my gosh, I don't want people to walk in and think I have a cat in the house or, or whatever, what do you do to satisfy that situation? How do you say to people, you can have design with a purpose, your house can look beautiful, but it's a win-win? Yeah, and that's exactly the idea of catification, is that we're showing you, you can do all these things that your cat needs in a way that you're comfortable with, that you're happy with, because that's what Jackson was running into. That's when he found me. He said, you know, I'm telling people to do this, and I know they're not going to do it, or they're just going to tear it out when I leave if they don't like the way it looks. Right. So that's what we're looking for is inspirational projects from people who have done these things in their homes for their cats in a way that integrates with their interior design. That's something they can live with, something they love. When one of the tricks to doing that is to think about, like, say you're going to put in some cat shelves, step back and say, how would those shelves look in a house if a cat didn't live here? Oh, good point. You know, and so if they're like, well, that looks great no matter what, and it happens to be in just the right place that the cat's going to use it, it has a non-slip surface on it, that is win-win. And that is a concept I learned years ago in design school called universal design. Okay. This is something that came along in the early 90s when the ADA was first introduced. Okay. And it's the idea of designing an environment or a product in a way that allows people who may have other abilities to use it as well as the entire population. So you're designing for certain user groups who may have limitations, right. but it's such a good design that it works for everybody. You're not singling them out and saying, here, use this unusual thing that no one else wants. You're designing so that it works for everybody. So that was the word universal, right? Universal. See, I was listening to you. Yes, exactly. I probably would have never made the first class out of that Cornell design, but are you glad it's come full circle? Full circle. I, I really have to get in touch with some of my professors if they're still around and see what they think of what I've done with my degree. Well, we're speaking with the amazing Cat Benjamin, and how do we find out more about you and the books? So my website is House Panther, but I spell it a little differently. It's H-A-U-S-Panther.com, and the German spelling is a reference to the Bauhaus, which is the birthplace of modern design. Bravo. And, <laughs> and that is, you know, that's just a little shout-out to the fact that everything I do has to do with design for cats. And Catification, our first book, and our new book, Catify to Satisfy, are both available um, from booksellers everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Catification is available right now. Catify to Satisfy is available for pre-sale, and It'll be shipping at the end of November 2015. Thank you again. I think you rock. Thank you so much. You rock. All right. Pause up. Hey, everybody. We're here at the Meow Wolf Festival in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And you never know who's going to pop in. And one of my good friends, Lisa Maria Padilla. And she brought her amazing cat, Racy Mooner. And 
Last time I talked to you, you live somewhere else. What's up, girl? Let's catch up with you. Oh, we were in San Diego at yeah. the uh, the cat show over there, San Diego Cat Fanciers. And I travel over there quite a bit. I'm originally from, from Southern California. Okay. So I try to make my way around uh, the country and keep tabs on what's going on in the cat community. But now you're on the East Coast. I live out here, yes. I live okay. in, in Reston, Virginia, which is near Washington, D.C. Have a great time. Love it out here. Just the humidity is kind of a little bit heavy <laughs> for me. But uh, the cats seem to enjoy it. And it's a very, very cat-loving area. Now, you are one of the people I admire because you can oh my. get a cat to do tricks. But as you know, it's got to be their idea. So the little bit of 411 on Racy Mooner? She's a seven-year-old Abyssinian. Uh, she's a blue Abyssinian. And she works for treats. She's very food-oriented. And that is one of the ways to use an incentive it works very well for cats when you're training them because, as we know, cats are pretty much lazy animals. They, <laughs> they want to expend the, the least amount of energy to do things, to get things done. So we have to help them along by providing some incentives. And in your pocket, you know, we're talking about chopped liver. Really, you have chopped liver. I have chicken, freeze-dried chicken which is an organ, the giblets, I guess they call them. And Racy loves those. She also loves freeze-dried chicken, the white meat. Um, it's very, all these treats that I use as an incentive training treat, they're good treats or healthy treats. There's no additives or preservatives. Good. So it's kind of a, a guilt-free treat. And she's in great condition. She is in great condition, but she also has a cat wheel to run at home. <laughs> And she is that the feline equation of the treadmill? It's like a hamster wheel, okay. only it's large and it's for kitties. Oh! And she loves it. And uh, all when I breed uh, a litter of kittens, all the kittens love it. Good. And it keeps them nice and, and active. Tell us a bit of some of the tricks that Racy can perform. She's done it already here at the Meow Wolf Fest. Oh, yes. Uh, to standing ovations, yeah. even. She, uh, she jumps through hoops. She rolls over on command. She'll jump from the floor to my shoulder, walk out on my arm. She knows uh, com verbal commands for video, uh, TV work, and we do trade shows in Las Vegas and Orlando where nice. she performs. Now, how do we find out more about you two? Well, you can always go on Racy Mooner's Facebook page, okay. which is Racy, R-A-C-Y, Mooner, M-O-O-N-E-R. And she travels all over the country, and she is getting very good with a camera, uh, even though she doesn't have fun. She takes good photos? She does. It's pretty amazing <laughs> what you can do. And, uh, and it's kind of nice. I like people to be able to see that a pedigree cat, which she is, or any cat, is also just a nice animal to travel with, to have on a leash. Uh, you don't always have to treat your cats as if they're these little animals that aren't athletic or that don't travel well, because they can. And think about how you are mentally and physically enriching Racy Mooner. Every day. Well, she actually doesn't have a whole lot of brain cells. Um, ah, she's She crazy. maybe has two, but she's delightful. She's a delightful kitty, and she loves to travel. She's an excellent traveler. She's great on the leash, too. She is. She is. And we developed this walking vest with sturdy products, oh. which doesn't use Velcro. It uses snaps. So my idea as a trainer, cat trainer, is if a cat has more flexibility, is more comfortable, they're less likely to try to fight to get out of the harness or the walking vest. And I know Penny Johnson does a great job of getting good products for cats. I have a travel carrier for, with sturdy products for Casey, the pet safety cat. But I think you've got a good thing there with her, her okay. products. Oh, they're excellent. Yeah, we work for like two or three.
three years to get these vests just right so they were perfect for cats. And uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that we have like eight different styles and colors out now. Well, Lisa Maria, I'm glad you could be here. You popped in. You drove an hour to just to come to this I festival. I did. I did just to have this nice little interview and have a nice cup of espresso and see my, my friends in the pet community. All right. Well, pause up to you and Racy Mooner. Hi, baby. I got a little rub against the leg. That's a good thing. Well. And it's not from you. It's from your cat. <laughs> All right. We're going to find out more cool cat celebrities here at the Meow Woof Fest right after we take this quick commercial break. So sit, purr, groom. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friends. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hey everybody, this is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planet's My Cat from Hell, and I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Hey everybody, this is Arden Moore, your host of the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. And we're having a great time at the Meow Wolf Fest here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And I saw this cool lady with a bunch of cats at a booth. And I said, i got to go talk to her. Because she and her group are doing great things for cats here in Fredericksburg area. She's part of the Shadow Cat Advocates. And with us right now is Kathy McCall. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank All right. You. you don't know me from Adam, but I think what Not you're Adam's house great. cat. Nope. Nope. And so tell us a little bit about your group. Uh, Shadow Cats Advocates takes care of uh, feral colonies around the area. Nice. We trap cats, have them spayed or neutered, foster them until they're able to go back to their colony. And the ideal situation is to re-release them. If they've had kittens who are adoptable, we take them in, foster them, and find them loving homes. So right now, under your cool care at the Meow Woof Fest, I saw three sweet little kittens. Three sweet cats who are currently at the uh, Petco on 610 for okay. viewing and loving and purring. We have over 40 cats in foster care. So any cat you could be imagining that you might want, I bet we have it. And what is the website? It is shadowcatadvocates.org. Ooh, that's a big mouthful. Say we one more time. Have, we also have a Facebook page, which is probably easier, Shadow Cat Advocates on Facebook. All right. And what got you involved to be a volunteer? I volunteer because I now own two shadow cat cats. I have two Maine Coon cats that I adopted. Oh, <laughs> the big cats with the little chirp, chirp voice. And the big tufts of fur yeah. out their ears and very fuzzy paws. Yes. And what are their names? It is um, Harmony is my little one and Duchess is my very prissy big one. Now, when you say little Maine Coon, it's like that doesn't make sense. How big is the little one? 
She is little. She's only 15 pounds. Only 15 pounds. <laughs> She's very little. My big, big one's about 18 pounds. <laughs> and are they full grown? Not yet. Oh, so when they walk around your house, can you hear them? I can. Okay. They don't walk. They run. But yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about what Bob Walker and Francis Mooney are doing? They came here. I'm from San Diego. I knew them then. And that's why I'm here. And what do you think about them trying to help cats and dogs here in Fredericksburg? Oh, I think it's great. They... You know, it's hard to be a nonprofit in today's economy and for people to get the exposure for a nonprofit and do great things for the homeless cats and dogs in the area is wonderful. So are you getting some people taking a serious look at any of these? We have. We've given out some adoption applications. Unfortunately, because we're outdoors, we're not letting people hold the cats in case there's a fear problem. But we have made ourselves very available to meet them pretty much anywhere they would like if they want to actually hold the kitties. Well, we're very glad you're here, and we applaud, give you pause and applause for what you do for cats. And again, tell us how we can find out about your group. Best way is to find us on Facebook, Shadow Cat Advocates. All right, we're talking to Kathy McCall. She wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. All right. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest. Thank you very much. This is Arden Moore, your host of the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're wrapping up all the fun at the Meow Wolf Fest in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, my gown. I cannot believe it. Oh, my beads. Oh, my feline fashionistas. With me are two amazing people who have two amazing felines. First of all, I want to welcome Kathy Pritchard. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And we have Terry Thorsonston. That's me. And they have a pair of cats, one named Gia, one named Coco, and I have witnessed Trust me, I will be having photos accompanying with this episode of two of the most fashion felines on the planet. I got to start with Gia. You guys got more clothes for your cats than I think I owned in a lifetime, but they wear it well. They do. Gia has been doing this probably for about a year, okay. uh, following in Coco's footsteps. Yes, and Coco is kind of a star with her own book. So tell us a little first about Coco. Coco is a 10-year-old Cornish Rex. She's a spayed female, and I started taking her out to fundraising fashion shows for pet rescue, and I got hooked. I, I like helping animals. She enjoys it. It gives us some one-on-one -on -one time together, and it's for a good cause. So tell us a few of the places that she has helped raise some bling with her bling. Oh, my gosh. Well, the first fashion show we went to was for a little pet boutique out in Winchester, Virginia, a little town, and they were holding a Halloween contest for, uh, for a local pet rescue. That was the first one. Then we uh, headed up to New York to pre-Westminster Pet Fashion Week. That was an eye-opener, a little stressful, quite busy, but Coco took it in stride, and I am a pet blogger, and every year I take Coco to the Blog Paws pet blogging conferences. So she's uh, used to flying, used to traveling. And how do people find out more about you and Coco? Well, Coco has a book out now, as Arden said. It is called Coco Le Shah, The World's Most Fashionable Feline. Très magnifique, there's my French. Okay. <laughs> I only know how to say La Shah because it tells me how to in the book. Okay. Um, and she has her own website, um, www.cococouturecat.com. Now, Gia's got some big paws, but it looks like Gia and Coco, it's not a cat fight, right? No, no, no. no. All right, no. you guys were very civilized doing the fashion show. Tell us about some of the aspirations Gia may be telling you she wants to accomplish. 
Well, Gia is a grand champion in CFA. We've been showing her since she was four months old. So the difference between Gia and Coco is Gia started out showing. Oh, okay. Um, in the CFA, Cat Fanciers Association. And that may have given her some confidence, right? Correct, correct. Um, but she is a special breed all on her own. She and they are both Cornish Rexes. Okay, and they're beautiful folks. Thank you. And Gia has been doing this, um, she's a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, we're starting now just to do the fashion shows. We just did a huge one in Chantilly. And then this one, and then both Coco and Gia are off to... A really nice city. city. The Big Apple. Wow. Now, I'm looking at these outfits, which we will, again, put on the show. They have little heads, the Cornish Rexes. So you you got some tiaras. That's a challenge. It is. It is. Gia's hats are no bigger than a penny. Wow. So they have to be real tiny and fit between those little ears. Anything bigger, she's not going to hold a head up, nor she's going to look at you. And I saw today that we had Coco looking, uh, making Lady Gaga look boring because she had a pink wig on. Yes, she has actually three wigs, and my stylist has helped style them for her. And even with two of them, her ears have to be folded up underneath the wig, and she still puts up with it. How do you say to Coco, can you just temporarily put your feline dignity on the back burner because I'm going to flatten your ear? How do you get her to know that this is something she is okay with? Because she seemed to be fine. She does. Pretty much she wears those outfits and those clothes for photos. She doesn't dress up at home. She goes all natural at home. Oh, wow. Wow. What about um, Gia? Gia is all natural at home, too. All right. We only do these for fashion shows and the cat shows. We go to the cat shows and... She, Gia walks around on a leash in the show hall. You have beautiful, incredible cats. And how do we find out more about Gia? Gia, um, you'd have to look under my Facebook page, um, Kathy Pritchard, and you'll see Gia. All right. Anything parting advice? Want to give a fashion tip, each of you, to our listeners? Well, Coco started off with off-the-rack clothes. Go to That's what I live on. <laughs> That's what I live on, too. Um, you know, try something simple like a T-shirt. Okay. Give them lots of attention. Make it a fun experience for them. Don't leave them in it unattended. And then if they like that or they put up with that, then try something a little bit bigger. Uh, Hats and wigs, I don't force Coco to wear shoes. Okay, good. No high heels for these fashion. And you've got to read the energy, the reaction of the cat, right? That's correct. And another thing is you can start off with halters. And that's what basically these dresses are. Or halters underneath. And then they just add the skirts and the bling and stuff like that. Okay. Well, I have learned a lot. And all my listeners know I'm not much of a fashionista. I'm wearing a polo shirt and cargo pants. So I'm embarrassed. But you guys were okay. And you shared good things. And I also want to do a shout out because both of these ladies and their kitties were helping me in the pet first aid demo. So what do you think of Gia and uh, Coco being pet first aid kitty helpers? I'm... All for education. I am a veterinary assistant. That's my career, and uh, I like to end my day knowing I help somebody take get better care of their pet. All right. What do you think about Gio being in a Pareto towel wrap today? I'm amazed that she did it. All right. Well, thank you both for being here and stepping up the bar for the Meow Wolf exhibit. And before we finish this show, we got to talk to the organizers, Bob Walker and Francis Moody. We're going to track them down now. All right. The Meow Wolf Fest number uno is wrapping up, and I am delighted that two of the brains behind it are right here in my private studio. Ha! Actually, a stairwell, but it's quiet. 
and I'm talking about, of course, the feline's best friends. I'm talking about Bob Walker and Francis Mooney. Welcome to the show, guys. Woof. Woof, woof, woof. All right, you guys know these guys. They were in San Diego. Yes, the same people that had the cat's house, plural, not a, one of those places in Vegas. And they were the ones that pioneered the idea that one way to enrich a cat's life indoors is to make it interesting from the cat's point of view. And, of course, they wrote that classic book, The Cat's House. You guys moved to Virginia you just did an ambitious thing, your first event. I give you a big pause and applause. Well, thank you. We just kind of jumped with all pause into our new community. So tell me a little bit what motivated you to say it's time for a change. We're bringing our dozen cats with us to Virginia and move across country. Well, in San Diego, one thing there isn't is weather. Yeah. Back here, there's weather. There's sometimes rain, sometimes snow things we didn't have much knowledge of. So we prepared ourselves. We got a four-wheel drive awesome. car just in case. We haven't had to try it out too much. We did stay home the only day it was sleeting last year. When uh, Bob skidded on the front porch, we decided maybe that was an inside but day. But yeah, didn't fall. But didn't fall. And what do you think, I mean, having the chance to experience real weather? You know, I'm working on a book about, you know, why two old people would move from perfect weather, San Diego to Virginia. We're here where they have, you know, snow, rain, sleet, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, we love it. We truthfully do. And like I say, one of the reasons why we're moving back here is because I'm getting kind of old. I'm 66 now. And you start realizing later in life that there's less years ahead than there has been in the past. And so you want to make it count. So the, the bottom line is there. Uh, you want to experience new things because you're born and raised in one area and you kind of know what's around within, say, like a 500-mile radius. And I think it's a great point. Yeah, this is like a whole new chapter in many ways. Absolutely. We don't know. Well, first, first of all, people tell you, well, it's near something or other. And you say, oh, really? And where's that? <laughs> where's that? <laughs> because what is north I, and south, east and west? Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, why is the ocean on the other side? Yeah. I don't know. And it's short waves. I mean, they pretend like those are waves. And the, yeah. and the sun comes up over the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, what's some of this? You know? yeah. And the waves are kind of small. You know? yeah. But you are making a mark in the pet community here. I know you're relatively new timers here. But the Meow Wolf Festival, tell me a little bit about who it's benefiting and who are some of the key players that helped you pull it off. Well, the idea for the Meow Wolf Festival, actually, let me say it right. Here's how we say it here in Virginia. <laughs> Meow, woof, fest. <laughs> and the idea behind it was to basically create an organization, an event that would celebrate cats and dogs and to provide a way for, to create awareness and funding in the future for all of the good groups in the uh, Fredericksburg regional area that uh, do good work for uh, homeless cats and dogs. And some of the key people in it, well, uh, Mott's Jerndal, who is in Oddbox Studios here, we could not have done it without collaboration with him as Pause up, Mots. Yeah, Yay. pause to Mots, you know. Pause to Mots here. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of an interesting story is that our next-door neighbor's brother died, and he asked me to photograph the funeral, and it's because they were from Paraguay, and they wanted to let the family experience what it was like, you know, what, the departure. And so we get there, and here's Mots, and he's a, kind of a wild and crazy and fun character, and so we came to see a studio and fell in love with each other, and now all of a sudden we are setting up a gallery and picture framing business here in Fredericksburg, things that we thought we would never, ever do, but 
We're of the strong opinion is that, and believer in happenstance, is that you never know what life might present itself, and you kind of weigh the situation at that point in time, and this seemed like the right thing to do, and all of a sudden the festival came out because of it. And what is the name of your frame shop? Fred Photo Arts. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time. People started calling me Fred. You know. <laughs> There are a lot of people named Fred in the area, apparently. Oh. Yeah, but anyways, it was, I thought, cleverly short, perhaps too cleverly somewhat, to be Fredericksburg. <laughs> you know, they're probably not really named Fred either. That's right. That could be another episode. Yeah. 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 But you put together some amazing people to come. I have never seen a feline fashion show, and I think Gia and also uh, Coco, Coco worked yeah. it. Yes, they yeah. did. They strutted their stuff. They walked the catwalk. I mean, <laughs> they delighted all. It was it was very fun, and they uh, they showed uh, different costumes, uh, fashionable wear, and uh, hats that were cat size, wigs, even oh, wigs. Yeah. There was like Lady Gaga. Yeah, oh, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. The pink yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, the pink one. Yeah. And I did love the band. Give a shout out to the band. Band. Mom Trash, Cool Breeze. Oh, okay. yeah, we have, uh, we have, um, we have. Community we have, band. Yeah, we, oh, we have the, the uh, Memories Ensemble. It's a, a group of Fredericksburg musicians that they wanted to play. And I said, well, you can only do it if you do cat and dog songs. And Good. they only had one cat song in their repertoire, and that was the Pink Panther. <laughs> oh. But, but they came up with um, We Are Siamese and... <laughs> Oh, I, I, oh how, I don't know what else. Oh, they, they had a oh, lot of fun. Oh, me and you and a dog named Boo. There you yeah. go. There yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. nice to fun see with people it. with well-mannered dogs here. Yeah. yeah. And there were some cool cats and strollers. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Two, yeah, I know. two independent not dressing up cats, right. although I think they had on Halloween yeah. outfits. Yeah. Well, yeah. It is I honestly wasn't expecting cats to show up because they typically don't for some event like this, but we wanted to make it truly a cat and dog event, not just dog events, because that's what you normally see when right. you go to something. You well, know. I'm like you. I'm bipetual, I guess, yeah. or a hybrid would probably be. Yeah. I think cats I, I and dogs. That one, hybrid, yeah. I'm a pet hybrid. I believe that we could bring out the best in dogs, cats, and other critters. And again, how do people find out more about what you guys are doing here in Virginia? Well, you go to meowwoofest.com. And we were, like I say, we'll be working on this for until next year in 2016. And we even had the mayor here tonight proclaiming this to be Homeless Dog and Cat Day and Mayor Greenlaw. And one of the things that we really tried to do special with the event was to focus on the homeless dogs and cats. So there were, like, I think about eight humane organizations here. And we got a couple on the show. Yeah, excellent. You know, good. That. Yeah, the point was once again for them to uh, make people aware of their good work and to uh, once again raise funds in the future for all of them and at this time one also. Well, these are two of my dear friends. I've known you for more than a decade, and I do salute you for what you're doing. You're making a difference, whether it's San Diego or the other coast, but for pets and all around the country. Thank you for what you guys are doing, Francis Mooney and Bob Walker. And one shout out to the. Ever wonderful and forward-thinking Arden. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even Arden, well, she's, she's been at the forefront, whether it be for doing humane things with pet food or with doing dog parties and pet first aid, and now being an announcer here and spreading the word for homeless dogs and cats. Thank you. All right, you guys rock. So at this time, I again thank you all for tuning in as this special Rover reporting took place at the Meow Wolf Fest in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I want to thank all the guests that have been on my show. I also want to give a shout-out to Mark Winter, my producer, who makes this show and everyone on the Pet Life Radio Network rock. We are the number one pet radio network on the planet. 
That's awesome. Until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.